0: Hello and welcome to season three! (laughs) We are so excited. I'm Tosh Taylor and I am Jenna Morton. This is so exciting because not only are we launching our third season of doing this podcast together, Mm -hmm. which brings us super duper close to getting to 100 episodes. (laughs) Just got to put that in there because it's the first time we did an episode. I ended up by saying, oh, maybe we'll do about a hundred of these. (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) And here we are. And here we are in the awesome, beautiful gazebo the town of Riverview. This is just, it's so much fun because not only are we out in public, which is still a bit of a, you know, novelty right now in the world.
1: It's true. And if you're wondering, we have been in each other's bubbles the whole time. So that's why we're shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. (laughs) And we are here. We've got
0: our fantastic crew from Rogers. And we are just so thrilled to be able to bring you guys these amazing videos. And to keep going on location, we have some other on location episodes that are coming up in this season already. Maybe we'll tell you about them towards the end.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But first, we've got a lot of topics that we want to hit today. <laughs> we only have 25 minutes, so we're going to yes. get moving.
0: Yes, because when we started this, this is what we always do. We just yep. like talked about whatever was on our mind. We will go back to having some more guests soon. But for today, we're just going to stick in our bubble. And uh, I figure we'll start by asking Tosh, how is back to school going with your girls?
1: (laughs) Good. Thankfully, everybody in the school went back on Tuesday. So it was fantastic. Everybody went back. My kids had gone to school for four whole days before one of them got sick over (laughs) the weekend. Uh, uh, so our first cold came into the house pretty quickly, uh, but she only had to take Monday off just a runny nose. So I sent her back to school for the rest of the week and fingers crossed nobody else the house gets it. Yeah. My
0: allergies have started and I spent yesterday like with a box of Kleenex next to me and I'm like, it's, it's just
1: allergies people. It's right. just allergies. <laughs> I feel like I need a
0: sigh. I
1: and mean, I think that a lot of parents are going to feel that way this year. Um, because I think like the initial thought was if my kid gets six, no, no, matter what, do I have to keep them out of school for 14 days? What exactly is the protocol? And I feel like not everybody actually knows what the protocol is, including everyone higher up Too, everybody's
0: just kind of playing it by ear right now. Yeah. And I think, I think it's important for us all to have that little bit of understanding and we want answers. Everyone wants answers. We want rules. We want structure, but we don't want too much of it. And we also it's going to change, right? right? That's what we know. We know that things are going to be unpredictable, so we don't need to go over the top and then just have to change everything anyway. Yes. So I, I do like that things have been not too crazy. But speaking of school...
1: uh uh-huh.
0: how's it going for you? <laughs> so first off, I have to say our school is fantastic. I love that the way things were set up for back-to-school here in New Brunswick, that each school had a sense of ownership over their own plan and how they were going to communicate that to parents. And so we have a school that was fantastic about it. We had in my mind, just the right amount of information about what was going to happen. We did a staggered entry. So one third of the school went one day, one third went the next, and then the next before everyone went together. So the kids had time to learn because for us, we have different entrances to go in this year, year. you know, based on where your classroom is. It's fantastic. But yes, we are very suddenly right back to that place where not everyone is at school today. So if uh, if you hear a little voice in the background <laughs> or someone pops up, uh, one of my children was having a, a hard time, time transitioning,
1: we'll say. Oh. And so we're, uh, we're calling it a mental health day. Yeah. It was a long time off. And yes. I know that we have said it over and over again in, in season two, that it was so hard for us, but the little people went through so much, their lives were just completely shut down for them to have to be like, oh, go right back into school. You'll be fine. Enjoy. <laughs> have a good time. When we, we need to remember that these, these kids were off for a long, long time and it's exhausting to go back to routine. It is. Yeah. Yes.
0: And so we're, we're being a little bit generous with that attitude for today and we'll see how things go. It was a habit that had started to try to come into place before things shut down. Okay. So yeah. There's some extra concern there around it. But for today, we're just, uh, just going to take our time with it. Because I think, I think right now people are very quick to react to things out of fear. Yes. And for adults, we see how that plays out. And I think it's very important that you know, we do our best not, A, to try not to react in fear, but also not to pass that fear and worry on. Yes. But at the same time, somehow realize that that's maybe what's happening. With other people as well so without saying too much because there are little ears around. I don't think he's paying attention to us no, at all anyway. He, he's getting yeah. his only screen time of the day the play right now. <laughs> but, but that's one topic that has been on my mind a lot and it's the type of thing that we kind of have touched about over the, mm-hmm. the years and different times we've talked but I saw a lot of people through I would say the last six months or so very much reacting in fear of things. Yes. And there are a lot of things to be scared of and worried about right now. And it's really hard to find that balance within ourselves of being the responsible adult we want to be, but not being scared to
1: live. Right. And then also not putting what you're scared of onto your children as well, which uh, is something that we all struggle with, of course, because they walk into a room and you're chatting with your partner or whatever, and they pick up on the little bits and pieces in and, and here and there. I am really bad for keeping my kids in the dark. I tell them nothing ever, ever. Like, I don't want to tell them they're going to a play date in case that backs out. So they they learn on the car ride over, (laughs) things like that. So maybe my kids, I feel like, uh, went to school a bit too naive as to what the situation is right now. Um, But they seem to be faring okay. So I'm going to just go along with it. They think that the masks are cool. So if they're fine with it, then I'm fine with it's it. It's a new fashion accessory. Well, it just doesn't match my outfit. Does this face shield make my hair flat? I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it is, it's a very interesting conversation in our house right now about information in that sense and how to know how much to tell people. And for me now, we're getting to the point where it's our nine-year-old, who's very smart mm-hmm. and very good at understanding information and taking it in and trying to be very critical and reasonable about it is very angry with me that I won't just let her watch the evening television news all the time. <laughs> I'm like, well, first of all, we don't have cable, so you can't just watch the television news. <laughs> it's a whole process. And so we've been having this conversation because my issue with that is I want her to be informed. I want mm-hmm. her to know these things. I have a hard time with the visuals that come at you. Yes in the format of TV news at the age of a nine year old. Yes. So my, my I just keep telling, well, like yes you can watch it if I can watch it with you. You have to just we have to find a time when we can do it together, which is why it's kinda of too bad that we don't just have the evening news that we can put on. True. Because then it would force me to be like, oh well the news is on at six. We have to do it then. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so she's been very interesting to watch, taking the information on that. And uh, and speaking of things that she was very interested in following in the news, uh, the election. Oh, So our, our nine-year-old daughter was gung-ho to go door-to-door campaigning and sign-waving and was totally, totally into following the election results. She was so upset that the polls closed so late that she was asleep oh, no. when most of the results were coming in. <laughs> she fell asleep listening to wow. election coverage that night. Yeah, it was, it's so fun to watch just start to understand decision-making processes and how that works on different levels and how important it is because when we did go door-knocking and it was the first time I have ever gone door-knocking, it's the only time I've campaigned except for when I ran for student body president in high school, (laughs) it was so fascinating to meet people who very obviously did not understand how government works in the sense that they were confusing federal powers with provincial powers with municipal issues. And so I think it's so important to have these conversations with our kids and to have them with ourselves and with each other. Because I think even as grown-ups, it can get pretty muddy as to who's in charge
1: of what. And if you have a concern, where are you supposed to take that? There's a Facebook comment that I saw the other day where someone was like, oops, I missed voting times. So I couldn't make it. I'm like, there was three, two advance polls. You can vote by going in person from 10 a.m. until 8 p.m. anyway. And then someone commented on that post saying, well, it happened so fast, so many people just didn't even know what was going on. I'm sorry, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and I mean, to that point, it was yes a very strange election
1: compared to what we're used to in terms of how long mm-hmm. the election campaigning was. But to me, that almost seems like when it goes so long, you're sick of hearing about it that you don't even want to think about it when it comes to election day. The short and sweet, I actually kind of preferred it. I think there's a happy medium somewhere between the two. (laughs) I think this one was a little short in terms of
0: (laughs) what is democratically fair, especially having a little bit more insight into the side of things from a candidate's point of view this time because of discussions I had. You do need some lead up. Yes. And you need some time not only to have a candidate actually nominated in your writing and go through all that process and then to actually campaign. A lot of our writings are so huge geographically. And even yes. if they're not, even the ones that are condensed in urban areas still have roughly a similar amount of population in them. So to try to actually get out to the people, whether that's door to door or even to do a mail out, right? Like if you only have three weeks yes. to find out you're running, to create some kind of pamphlet or fly or something and get it out to all of the people that you could potentially represent, mm-hmm. doing that in three weeks is hard. The incumbent in the in the riding next to ours, because we live in this weird space where we get the information for three different ridings <laughs> <laughs> if people put them through the mail because of the way the mail routes are. So we got flyers after the election was over. Oh no! And yeah. I and this was the incumbent. There was like this is someone who very easily had the money, had the stuff already, pretty much ready to go, and still within that three week window, it's hard to get everything out. So I think we need them to be a little bit longer than three weeks. Yeah, let's not go
1: back to the ones that last (laughs) month. No, no, I don't need to be looking at those signs for months. And that's actually one of the things that I dislike about the election process the most is the signage, is the pamphlets. And I understand, especially living in rural New Brunswick, that may be your only way of getting any information about them. But I just just think that they're a a waste and it's garbage. I think that you can do, the way that social media is, is nowadays, I feel like you can blast so much of it on the TV, across social media... I, I just, I'm done with the garbage. I'm done. I don't, don't send me stuff in the mail. It's going to go in the garbage or a burn pile and I don't want it.
0: <laughs> and then we have Tosh's views on politics.
1: That's my views on <laughs> politics. And if I ever run, it will not be with a paper or photo campaign. Not going to happen. I'm there'll, never be no gonna there'll be no photos. There'll be no photos <laughs> of Tosh. Don't worry. I won't run for the province. I was like, uh, "What's she what, what gonna say after that?" Because I have a feeling that someday
0: something will happen. Do you live in a service district as well? A service yeah. district. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like me. Like you couldn't run for anything municipally. No, I okay, cannot. Because we don't belong to any. <laughs> 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 which is around. another thing that yeah. sort of came up during the election, which I think is, I'm still just boggled that New Brunswick has all the, these little local service districts and all these municipalities, and I will be very interested to see. When municipal reform finally comes to New Brunswick because it's going to come someday. Yes. I've been here more than 10 years and it still hasn't come, so I don't know when that day is, but someday we (laughs) might see it. All in due time.
1: All in due time. We should take a minute, though, while we're talking about municipal stuff to talk about some great local businesses as well. Yes, because we are here in Riverview and I think. Riverview is one of those communities that
0: has a lot of very small independent businesses that probably you don't even realize because they don't necessarily have a storefront. right. And so one of those amazing local businesses that we want you to know about is a graphic designer called Creative Cat Design is the company name. The designer is Carol Gauguin. She is incredible. Mm-hmm. So Carol has more than a decade working in the industry in graphic design. Wow. Her work is just amazing. Did you ever pick up the sociable, the magazine that used to be at the letter stores? Yes, of course. That was yeah. Carol's work. No she way. did the layout. She did the design. If you have those big scale projects that you need, like some woof, you want Carol. If you want huh. small things, she has, if you go to her website, she has dinosaur themed invitations for a birthday party for a little one. They are amazing and everything, branding, all that kind of stuff. We've worked with Carol and she is amazing. If you want to check her out, at creativecatdesign.ca you can find her at facebook you can find her on instagram and you will just be blown away anything small large-scale project
1: reach out because yeah she can she can help you and then you're helping your community yeah absolutely and she's so easy and friendly to work with we had a great time working with her so we want to send you in her direction for sure one other thing that i thought we might touch on. Uh, In the past, we've had some episodes where I basically
0: just tell people to listen to podcasts that I think are really good. (laughs) Same, And so I'm going to throw out a couple because that's something, you know, over the past while, I've really gotten into
1: binge listening to podcasts. Well, you know what? Podcasting is something that I do on the side, obviously. And podcast listenership over the pandemic increased like 40 some odd percent. It's been ridiculous. It's it's amazing. It's mm.
0: so good. And there are so many, I will say this, podcasting is like children's books. There are so many high quality amazing pass them down, pass them around podcasts. Like there are children's books, there are just as many. Oh my goodness, who put this out there? <laughs> How does this exist bad podcasts like there are children's books? Yeah? Okay? Yeah. I'm going to put that out there. So my bar for a podcast is like really
1: high because i really understand what a good one should sound like what's high for children's book are we talking in okay. dr seuss compared to the wonky donkey or, or <laughs> i haven't read the wonky donkey i feel like the wonky ah. donkey is even still
0: like up there right? oh, I i'm talking the about like donkey. some of those you're
1: like did this get like
0: google translated what is this <laughs> those kinds. okay, okay. Right. i've heard some podcasts like that where i'm like i start listening i'm like no mm. no so some of the ones that if there's one that has been out Longer than we have. Yeah. They are almost to their 200th episode now. It's called Reply All. It's put out by Gimlet Media. It's so much like some of the stuff that I used to do back in the day with a friend of mine when we produce stuff. They do this really cool segment. It's all kind of um, pop culture-y. They, they break down things okay. and explain them in a really good investigative journalistic type way, but nice. very funny, very conversational. One of the best things they do is this bit called Yes, Yes, No. Oh, and so every so every few episodes they'll do a yes, yes, no, where the two hosts Alex and PJ bring in their their boss whose name is also Alex, and he brings in like a tweet or something that's going around on the internet. And he's like, I don't understand this. You young people, tell me what this is. <laughs> and so they go around the table. Do you understand? Yes. Do you understand? Yes. Do you understand? No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No. And so then they break down these things, and some of them. Were things that I'd seen go by that I hadn't fully understood what that meme was about. Right, right, And right. they break it down. And it's fantastic. It's so good. So yeah, listen to all their episodes. Okay. <laughs> but in particular, what I wanted to talk about, there was one where they handed it over to a producer and they let him have three episodes to talk about the Democratic Party in Alabama. And it was absolutely fascinating. I listened to it as I was walking around the loop lately as I dropped the kids off after before school. Within the Democratic Party of Alabama, there was this huge blowout and it became this very, this fight for the party. Okay. And it it came down to a very much along long racial divide and very much became a feeling of us versus them for the people within the Democratic Party who you would think would all be us. Right? Right? Yeah, we're yeah, all exactly. together in this party against yeah. the Republicans. And listening to the people who were within the two sides of this party talk about it with the producer i couldn't help but think about some of the things that were happening in our election mm, okay. and the history between the english and the french in this province and the way that how easy it is to forget how deep some of those hurts go mm-hmm. yeah it was so fascinating to to hear and to think about the fact like just how recent some of these things that we think of as history were yes and to see how far we've come, and, and but at the point where, where now we need this next reset. And so you can see that happening you know, in the U.S. and to some extent here in Canada with different, different groups. And so I think it's something that obviously is going to be a big topic in the future and going ahead. But this one particular episode, this series of episodes, just, it really made me want to learn more about what has happened here in new brunswick in the past because some things came out during the election as well that you were like oh i didn't live here through the core party and this yes. and that and it was like yeah. okay now i'm starting to understand a little bit more some of these strange divides because as an outsider having moved to new brunswick the political landscape here it's a bit wonky to me yes and i'm still trying yes. to understand yes. it. <laughs> so i
1: agree like obviously on the same level uh, either way Things are a little bit wonky here in New Brunswick, but Jenna and I are here to help you save it. Just... Yes. yes.
0: So you can <laughs> bet it. that that will be something we will talk about yes. more this season. And speaking of that, because we're going to wrap up this episode, yeah. some of the other things we have coming up this season.
1: So fun. So, so yeah. fun. You will see us talking with our friends at Bellaville Orchards and at Scow, And I can't wait because I have been living off of Scow. Uh, <laughs> we are going to go and chat with our friends at MacArthur's Market as well. We've got lots of plans for season three.
0: Oh, yes. There are going to be some fantastic, fantastic stories that we share. And it's such it's such a treat to, to get to be able to have this chance to tell those stories and to understand where we live and where our kids are growing up. And that's that's really what this is all about. right? Exactly. Sometimes we kind of go off and we just tell you what we think about
1: politics in school. But really, <laughs> the point of uh, all the time, us. other times, we help you <laughs> learn about people that are in your province as well because the majority of these people and businesses that we're talking to are right here for you to enjoy. Yes and it's
0: so important that we understand those stories and we celebrate those stories and so yeah we're gonna take the kids out to Bellevue Orchard just after we film this pretty much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then we are gonna be there and uh, it's very very exciting about some of the things we have planned and some of the guests as well that we have and if you have a story that yes. you want us to you know look into. into if you have a story to tell please reach out you can find us i'm on social media at pickle planet Moncton. you can find me on instagram facebook on the website and
1: you i'm everywhere um but same thing tosh.wood.taylor facebook instagram twitter all that jazz and my website's thepodcasthub.ca yes so if you have stories
0: to tell you have stories that you think we should tell you know reach out let us know We, uh, I can tell you, we've got the next couple weeks pretty planned out, but hey, we plan on doing this for the whole season, which to us is the school year, so you're going to hear a lot from us.
1: (laughs) Enjoy! (laughs) Thanks for watching and listening to today's episode.